You found the only podcast that wants to stay outside just a little longer because it's not even nighttime and the streetlights didn't come on yet. And just give us five more minutes, please. Hey, let me ask you something. On this episode, Kristen and Ralph take over the swing set and try to swing high enough to see the importance of play, waking up your inner kid, giving yourself permission, redefining productivity, the concrete benefits of fun, messy eating habits, and that sweet, sweet new computer smell. Don't forget to rate our show and give us a follow, a like, or subscribe. We love what we do and want to inspire more people to ask more questions and have more interesting conversations. And as always, the views expressed on the Hey Let Me Ask You Something podcast are solely the opinions of your hosts, Kristen Wood and Ralph Andracchio, and are based on their years of practical and clinical experience. These opinions do not constitute any kind of advice, diagnosis, or treatment of any mental, physical, or emotional issues. If you are having an emergency or any serious ongoing situations, please contact your local hospital or a trusted professional. You can find this complete disclaimer on our podcast homepage. And now, on with the show. So, Mr. Domo is here, and... My aging dog, I could talk about <laughs> you can talk about your aging dog. I don't want to see that uh, If anybody uh, doesn't know, Mr. Domo, look look him up on the internet. Mr. Domo is a um, a Japanese anime character. I want to say he's been around for a long time. It's just this big, squarish brown lump with two black, two like little black eyes and a giant mouth. And he looks angry, but he's actually really cute no, and adorable. No, he's so super cute. I look at him every time that we're here. <laughs> and he's almost as cute as the little bunny that's in my apartment complex that I'm obsessed with. He's, he's very cute. Um, so uh, he always, he watches over us when we do our podcast at my house. So Mr. Domo, look him up. He's adorable. Um, somebody got a new computer. Somebody had to get a new computer. <laughs> yes, they did. Yep, that's fun when your computer just doesn't work and you do all your work on your computer. Yeah. But yes, I did just get a new computer literally before I got here. And it's charging and Ralph is going to help me acclimate and just make sure it's up and running for my mm-hmm. clients this afternoon. Has that new computer smell. It does. It's very pretty. That's the first thing I said. I said, <sighs> she's very pretty. So beautiful. I mean, and really. you're, there's always that... Um, there's always that span of time when you first get your new computer, like it's like a little infant, like you carry it around very gingerly and like <laughs> yes. set it down very gingerly. And like, I don't, nobody touch it. Nobody get within 10 feet of my new computer. You mean when I'll actually pay attention and not break it? Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that will go on for a little while. When I first break. got this laptop, I was like. I didn't even want to breathe on it. But now I'm like, I eat in front of it. I'm like, oh, I just sneezed spaghetti sauce on the screen. <laughs> oh, well. Say la vie. So it's, it, for me, that, that honeymoon period ends very quickly because I am, I am like Pigpen. If anybody knows Pigpen from Peanuts, the comic strip, he just has this cloud of filth around him wherever he goes. Right. I'm like, that's me. I feel like it may not look like it, but I am the messiest eater in the world. Like when Dan and I eat next to each other, when he gets up, his, his place is like where he was sitting is still like pristine and nice. And mine, I get up and there's crumbs literally everywhere. We don't even eat something that had crumbs on it. 
and I'll still generate like this this halo of crumbs around where I was sitting. So I think I might be pig pen too, then. and I'm very much definitely pig pen when I eat Indian food. I like to eat oh, it alone. So What's your favorite thing to eat Indian? Very boring. Like um, I like um, oh now you put me on the spot chickpea curry. I'm Ooh. forgetting what it's called. No, chana masala. Oh, don't no. What's ask it me. called? I have yeah, no chickpea idea. curry. It's very boring. It's vegetarian, but I like to really get in there. I have the naan involved. <laughs> I, I load it onto the naan just so we can get as many uh-huh. carbs as possible, and yeah. I and then I shovel it in, and that's where the pig pen part comes because uh, then food's everywhere. So I have to eat it alone. I haven't had Indian forever. Samosas are like my jam. Yes, lo- delicious. I may have to get that today. I only want to eat the st- like all the stuff with a lot of carbs in it. When I eat Indian food, so I don't want to eat it every day because I'm not trying to eat that many carbs. But when right. I do, I go all out. I want it to be everything. Like, everything in moderation. Yes. Oh, my God. I My my favorite food like that to eat uh, is I, ha- I always get the same thing when we order Chinese food. I always get the uh, steamed um, chicken and broccoli. And I get the platter so it comes with pork fried rice and a uh, spring roll. And I get the sauce on the side so that way I can add as much as I want. So it's not like sometimes you get Chinese food and it's like swimming in the sauce and you're like, oh, I don't want that much. So I pro tip, always get it steamed because they do offer steamed versions of stuff. Get the sauce on the side so that way you can add as much as you want. It's super delicious and it's like it lasts forever, at least for me. We, we ate Chinese food together. Was this what you got? That one time where I was That one time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the chicken and broccoli. I did not see so any pig pen stuff good. that I was I, I hit it well oh. because I had company. <laughs> but yeah, the definitely it was there was splatter everywhere. I need to wear a bib when I eat. That was that was something I need to get back into is wearing a bib from my childhood because or just a smock. Sometimes I hold the plate up really close to my face and I still manage to get it on me. <laughs> Doesn't have to travel very far to get into your mouth. I'm a fan of that as well. Um, speaking of going back to stuff from childhood, see how I did that? Yes. Always. I, I can always rely on you. Always, always thinking. Um, today we have an interesting uh, question about play and returning to play and how important play is in our lives. Because um, I feel like, I know you've, we've talked a little bit about when we, before, before we started recording, and I know you have found this and I found this too in my business, is people get so laser focused on work. You know, what am I going to do for my career? I got to work and, you know, uh, finding a new job and getting a promotion, all that kind of stuff, making more money. I think a lot of times we forget that play is just as important in our lives as work is. And so today's question is about play. Like how can I how can I reconnect with that that kid that's still living in me somewhere and play and have more fun? And how does that fit into how does that fit into my life I have right now and how does it benefit the life that I have right now? I think is important. What do you think about that? Yeah, and, and being able to enjoy it. You know, we're never going to really probably be able to enjoy it exactly like we did as children. That's the part that, that's the innocence of children. Mm. I often look at them and I'm like, gosh, your life is so simple and you're just having such a good time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't have all this adulting stuff to worry about. But we can still go back there and we can still enjoy it on some level or get some of the same benefits out of it. Yeah. And, and 
I think it's I think it would be an interesting place to start when we're little. I I, I always say when I'm teaching performance at kids, especially kindergartners, are like the best improvisers in the world. Because they don't have that filter. We build this filter and we build this kind of structure around ourselves of this is how I'm supposed to act. These are the questions I'm supposed to ask. This is like my thing that I'm supposed to project to the world. Kids don't have that. Like you you go into a classroom of little little kids and you're like, hey, let's play fire engines. Great. They're all like, they're on board. Like they're grabbing stuff and like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be this and I'm going to do, and, you know, oh, the dog and like the ladder. They don't care. Like, they're just in it immediately. And they're curious. They ask questions like, oh, what should we do now? Like, hey, let's go over there. Let's. And they're, I think the capacity to reconnect with that, you don't really ever lose that part of yourself. It just goes to sleep. <laughs> and I think yeah. the more, you know, that's why I love improv and teaching and performing and comedy because it, you're, you reconnect with that part of yourself that was asleep for a while of, oh, I know how to do this. I know how to play. Let's just, it's just giving yourself the permission to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the last part of what you just said is one of the things I think that really gets into the, in the way for people is giving yourself the permission, allowing yourself to do something for yourself that's purely because you just want to enjoy it and you know not not because it's about having a product necessarily at the end or I checked another box off my to-do list or work involved but just purely for the pleasure I always challenge my clients I guess I want to come up with a new definition of productive because I, oh, I yeah point. I just think that the word it always means you have to be doing something, accomplishing something. There has to be an end result. You have to be doing it for a reason. And I sometimes will say to people, which probably sounds a little, a little bananas, but I'll say, well, what if it's just productive to go play? Mm-hmm. Or what if it's productive to take care of yourself and lay on the couch that day with a bowl of ice cream? How about that's productive because it's actually taking care of you or mm-hmm. something that you enjoy or want to do? But when we don't have that, you know, when we've got play, whatever it is, and we'll talk more about this, mm. and then you've got the dishes in the sink, or you've got a 50 things to do for work, or you've got to run these errands, it's like that you, we don't allow ourselves, we don't give ourselves permission. What do you think gets in the way of people giving themselves permission to play? Deserveability comes up a lot. Ooh, the word deserving. Well, I, I'm writing that down. That's your only 50 cent word you get today. <laughs> I think sometimes people don't feel like they deserve it, just like they don't feel like they deserve to take a break, just like they don't feel like they can deserve to slow down sometimes. I've got to do these things. Maybe then I'll play. But again, if it's like something to do for play versus all these other things that are right in front of you, responsibilities, people don't often feel like they should or Mm. it's productive to go do X, th- X play thing, we'll just say. Yeah. Um, and think I should take care of all the, that should word I challenge also all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. Please stop shooting yourself, everybody. Um, it's, it's not productive to do that. Um, two things that came up for me while you were, while you were speaking. Number one, uh, the product, productivity. You know, I think we've all been brainwashed, in my opinion, 
to think everything we do needs to be productive. You know, I, what is what is the product that I'm producing with this with this um, th- with this action that I'm doing right now? Yes, play may not seem productive, and our shared uh, definition of what productivity is—I'm using air quotes—but uh, play does have a product. It lowers your blood pressure. It gets your. It lowers your stress level. It connects you to people around you. It connects you to yourself. You know, it. It's a self-care thing, and I know we'll talk about that a little later, but. Yes, those products of play may not be, you know, they, they're not going to make us money right away and they're not going to like further us in our career right away. The, the benefits aren't immediately known. Like, oh, I go to work, I clock in at nine o'clock, I clock out at five o'clock, I've made money, I've helped people. Like there are actual concrete products of my day, you know. Play doesn't have those concrete products that we can show like here's what I've done today playing but play is still very much necessary and very much does have a product and is productive to do and it's just it takes a little bit more faith i think than than actual work you know yeah Yeah. i like how you use the word faith right there thank you yeah no i think i think it does too and i think you know, people say, like, well, what's the point? Well, the point is just to enjoy yourselves. Or how do I play? Or I don't know what to play with. This came up a lot. I was telling Ralph this before we started. Mm-hmm. A lot during the pandemic where all of a sudden we had to figure out what our hobbies were and how we were going to occupy ourselves when we were locked in our places, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us figured out things to do uh, with others if you live with others. And some of us had to figure out what to do by yourself. And it was very difficult for a lot of people. And what I've always suggested and what worked for me is thinking back to your childhood and what did you do for 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 me it was about being being alone and doing and playing Mm -hmm. but for others it might be something else but thinking back to either with somebody else or you know by yourself what did you do as a kid when you were just hanging out being a kid um because that's likely something you might still enjoy and something that's probably might might be soothing as well, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for me, it was coloring. I was telling Ralph. Mm-hmm. I've always liked to color. Every time I, someone asked me to babysit, which I never really enjoyed, which is weird because I do love children, but I didn't really like babysitting for whatever reason. I guess I didn't know how to come up with all the activities. I was always like, do you want to color? Do you want to draw? <laughs> and I, I never put it all together until in recent years. But because as a kid, I think that was something that I would do solitary that I think was very enjoyable and very, like, calming to me to sit in color by myself or with someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it was video games. I remember when I first got my first Nintendo, like the first Nintendo that ever came out, the big gray box. And that was like life-changing for me because I, even though I have many, many siblings, uh, one of eight, um, I there was enough gap between me and my next sibling up that I, it was kind of like I was operating as an only child because they were off doing other stuff and I was still little. So <laughs> a lot of stuff I did by myself, like coloring, like I got into art when I was little, so I would paint and draw and like all that kind of stuff. And I also grew up in the country, so for me it was a lot of like 
going on adventures in the woods or like all these backcountry roads and like dirt roads that I would grow up on and like going on adventures with my friends. And, and so, yeah, that all, that all kind of comes with you. And that's a good point of looking back at what you used to do when you were little, because you enjoyed it then it's a part of your DNA there is there is benefit of looking back and saying, what did I enjoy when I was little? Like, what did I enjoy doing? I know I could sit down with a coloring book and be and be like mesmerized for hours. And I'm 45. And I'd still be like, don't bother me. I'm, I need to finish this page. <laughs> and I, but we I need to finish Cinderella's skirt. <laughs> I need to finish the one slipper she has left. <laughs> And She's I'm looking for the perfect depending color. Depending on me. Yeah. What? First of all, what color do you color glass? I would have probably gone with the silver if we're talking about a Crayola box. Oh. But what if it doesn't have... That's a fancy box if it has silver in it. Well, the 24 or how many with the, with the sharpener in it? Oh, oh the sharpener God, was the best thing. Everything. Even if it didn't need it, I would still sharpen them. <laughs> oh, so good. Also, uh, fun life hack, if you're out of candles... Crayola crayons work just like a candle. We do not want people lighting Crayola crayons on fire. I know. Please don't. <laughs> but in a pinch, if you if the power goes out and you don't have any candles, but you do have Crayola crayons, they can be used as candles. Okay. I did not know it, this. Think about it. They're wax. They have wax paper on the outside. All the all the things are there. All the elements are there. Also Doritos. What? Yes. Doritos can be used as a candle. They, they. If I you, don't know about that one, Ralph. Like, I was with you at the crowns. <laughs> look it up. Don't try it. We don't want to. We don't want to ask anybody to play with fire, of course. But there are YouTube videos where you can watch where people have used Doritos as candles. For some reason, they don't. They burn. They don't burn quickly. They burn for a while. I don't know. Just a Dorito or other Just chips a Dorito. as well? What about a and Sun I, Chip? How about that? Probably not. Okay. I don't know. Well, I don't know. If anybody wants to do some ex- safe, safe, if anybody wants to do some safe experiments and let us know it, hey, let me ask you something at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm going to throw that in there. Um, but yeah, uh, things you used to do when you were little to to play. And I mean, what? It, why do we play? I think that's a good question. Ooh. Yes. Right. I mean, there's if you if you look at the animal kingdom, which we are a part of, uh, you know, when when animals are little, play serves a, a, a multitude of purposes. It connects them to their families, to their siblings. Uh, play fighting helps, you know, uh, um, predators like lions and tigers and stuff. They practice on each other how to like pounce and, you know, wrestle and that kind of stuff. Play has a lot of benefits when you're growing up it like teaches you things and like connects you and like makes the makes the the connections in your brain for stuff you know as we get older though I think there's still benefits to play like I said before of like health benefits of lowering your blood pressure and like lowering your stress levels it can be it can be a part of you know, uh, you know, people have yoga practices or they do mindful meditation or they run or stuff like that. I mean, what's the benefit of those things? We're talking about productivity before, you know, play is the same thing that could be considered play in some, in some like expansive loose sense of the word. Cause you're not really working. 
I don't know. What do you think? I think with exercise in general, though, <clears throat> it, there's often a a result. Like, f- first of all, everyone knows that if you're if you're exercising or active, it's good for your physical health. Right. And so there's that. And then there's weight or, um, yeah, just like keeping yourself fit and mm-hmm. all these other reasons that can... I've already talked about this, so I'm not going to do it again. But, <laughs> I, the, you know, I think why you are exercising and what you're doing it for is, is a big part. And what's going on with you internally is a big part of whether it could be considered play or could possibly be considered just another thing that you have to do. Like, you've heard so many people like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't feel like going. I didn't go to the gym for three days. I'm a terrible person. Like, that kind of stuff, which I think everybody does a little bit. Mm-hmm. But... That's not play, and that's not always even self-care when you're pushing yourself to do something yeah. that maybe you don't want to do. And I don't mean you're, like, got lazy, and, you, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm like, yes, we all have a lazy day, or we probably need to get back because we feel better afterwards, but it's a lot of what's going on as to why you're doing it, whether or not that can be considered play. I think I already talked about the fact that I stopped going to all gyms and all of that and just play tennis mm-hmm. because it's play for me. It's also competition, which I, I'm very competitive. I forgot I was competitive. <laughs> I totally forgot until I started playing again. I'm like, oh my God, I love this. Yeah. But I, I, I play and I enjoy, I'm being active. I am exercising. I am moving my body and I'm playing and I'm having right. so much fun during. And so I don't want to go off on a big thing about exercise, but I, th- I try to encourage everybody, find something you actually really love to do if you can. Yeah. And, and then it's like, play and fun and you're doing fitness and you're taking care of yourself and you're if you want to burn calories you're burning them mm-hmm. yeah that's the thing about play is nobody ever says "Ugh, i have to do this fun thing now i have right. to drag like "Ugh, i have to go put this jigsaw puzzle together Ugh. like i love jigsaw puzzles and i've never been like "Ugh, i have to drag myself to put together this fun jigsaw puzzle i think that's part of play is like we don't have to it doesn't feel like work. We don't have to drag ourselves to it and be like, oh, I have to do this thing. And if you are, it doesn't, I don't think it counts as play. Absolutely not. Do you right. want to discuss your Legos or is that Oh my God, absolutely. Because I, I would really absolutely. Think this is a great example. Uh, uh, Dan and I just bought this gigantic um, Lego set uh, of the Daily Bugle from Spider-Man. It's like, a million and a half pieces. There's, it's so big, it comes in, um, the, all the pieces come in bags that are labeled with numbers. So you have to go through the stages of Thank like, God. there's bags that are labeled one and there's bags that are labeled 13 and 24. And it goes, it goes up to like 30 or 40 or something. And it's this multi-level, like multi-floor skyscraper thing. And it's, it's so much fun to like the, the, the book, the instruction book, is like a workbook. It's like hundreds of pages that we have to flip through to put things together. But it's set up like an Ikea book, so it's all like just pictures of the pieces and like you need this many pieces and do, do put them here and build this. It's fun. Like it's Yes, it looks daunting because it's like all these pieces, but it's not like, oh, I'm dragging myself to do this. I'm like, this is fun. We get to make something. We're spending time together. It's like we're making something interesting. Is it is it necessary? No. I, you know, we're, we're going to build it and then we're going to put it on a shelf and look at it, you know. But it's, it's still 
something that we've we've built time around into our daily schedule. Like every night this week now, we put we set aside an hour or so at night before we go to bed. We're like, we're just going to do section three tonight. We'll do section four tomorrow. We get to turn off our brains and talk and put stuff together and like maybe have a drink, maybe not. But it's like, it's something fun that we can do. And it, it doesn't, yes, it doesn't have any kind of consequence in the world. We're not getting paid for it. We're not bettering anybody's lives. It's just something fun we do. It's like de-stressing and, and connecting and, and it, you know, the benefits, like I said before, aren't uh, tangible, you know, like, oh, I get a paycheck for this, but it's, it's still necessary and fun. And it's like, cool, let's do this. Yeah. And the tangible of it, of course, I'm such a therapist right now, (laughs) is the connection that you're having with Dan. Mm -hmm. And I like, wish I could like be, I could see and watch you guys be so cute putting that together. Maybe we'll do a live, live cam while we're doing it. But I think it's, it's the connection that you're having with your partner and the fun that you guys are having together and the mm-hmm. conversation you're having is the productivity. If you want to mm-hmm. throw that word, which I don't like, back in, mm-hmm. that's where you're being productive. You're being very productive with your relationship by doing that. I saw that book. I was out of there. I was like, <laughs> that book no, it thank scared you. me. And I, it made me think of the 33 steps to that piece of furniture that I've talked about forever in my oh, yeah. apartment yeah, that yeah, I yeah. couldn't put together because I was like scared of how many steps. I got to like three and I had to ask a friend. Uh-huh. But... That's another thing I wanted to bring up. It's like for some people, a lot of times it just has to do with our own stuff, which is fine. Um, coloring, I've heard people say this, coloring stresses them out cause, or, or whatever, because it's like if I go out on the lines, then I'm all bothered and, and then I have to start over. And so for some people, coloring would not be relaxing or fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you know, it's just part of our, our stuff, I think, that we all have. And then for me, I see an instruction booklet like that, and I my head explodes, and I'm like, I don't know. But like, if I had a partner, maybe I would, I could like, okay. Or you broke it down and you made it, you right. know. Right. I see. I love putting together IKEA furniture. Like putting together puzzles is my jam. You give me an instruction book and like a pile of pieces, and I'm in heaven. So that's you bring up a great point. Fun is super subjective. I mean, when somebody says, oh, this is just objectively fun, not necessarily. Like, roller coasters may be objectively fun to people who love roller coasters. I'm not one of those people. I do not like roller coasters. I'm afraid of heights. I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm afraid of getting jostled around and the only things holding me into the rickety car is, like, this old 50-year-old lap bar. <laughs> right. You know, I not fun for me. Putting together puzzles is fun. Like some people think skydiving is objectively fun. I don't want to throw myself out of a plane at 30,000 feet or however high you are. Like it's just not fun for me. So I think the biggest part of play is like finding what's fun for you. Don't think like, oh, everybody else likes this one thing and I don't like it, so I'm doing it wrong. No, find the, like you said, go back to your childhood. What did you like to do? What are you naturally drawn to that you think is fun? Do those things. Don't give a crap what anybody else thinks or what everybody else thinks is fun because it may not be fun for you, and that's okay. Right, and a lot of the stuff, if you start real basic, you can inexpensively try, too. You know, you mm-hmm. can inexpensively go buy a coloring book right now. You could go anywhere and buy a coloring book. There are apps on your adult. phone as well. Yeah, those don't do it the same thing for me. But yeah. And I'm weird because I like to color with markers. What? Permanent markers. What? I know. Did they smell like grape and strawberry? 
No, they're Sharpies. I got oh, really okay. into this. I was like literally out at the, um, what's that place called? Staples. Yes. And I was like, how many, oh my God, look at all the colors of the Sharpies they mm-hmm. have. And then I want it to be like perfect. And I'm like these bright colors. And a pencil and I, I don't do a color pencil. So. Oh, I love mm-hmm. color pencils. Yeah. But you're right. It's, it's, it's all about... It's all about you. Like, you, right. you have to figure it out and who you're with, too, what, what they're into. Because um, one person's play could be somebody else's, like, nightmare. Right. Like, I don't want to do that at all. I have no interest. And I think something just, just popped into my head. I think some of the adverse reactions to play people have may be, oh, it takes up time where I could be doing something else. Yeah. And... I want to address that too, because much like how people come to me and come to you to, to kind of help them structure their daily lives around work, I think it's just as important to do that with play. You know, yes, if you spend all day on a Wednesday playing and ignoring your work, yeah, that's a problem because it's, it's about like using your time effectively. But I, I think there's always room in anybody's schedule to, to carve out time for play. And if done, if done smartly or effectively, it can be a really nice added benefit to your normal, like, average day. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Again, I think everything else just obviously gets in the way a lot for people. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, we'll often say, we don't even think about it when we're saying it, I wasn't very productive today, or I was very productive today. And that's fine. I mean, we have to get things done. We have mm-hmm. to live our lives. We have responsibilities and things to do. But it's that balance of being able to also allow yourself that time to just have fun. And, and the hope, what I hope we're speaking to, which is what I try to communicate to my clients, is that there is such a benefit to it. It's just not tangible, I think is the word you used, mm-hmm. necessarily. But even if you're having a, like a bad day or you're feeling really stressed or whatever the case may be, and for you, maybe coloring is something you like to do. I'm just going to go off of the example I have. If I'm having a day like that and I was to sit down and start coloring, it would calm me too. Mm-hmm. So it, it literally like can be, do you like how I did that? I didn't mm-hmm. even know I was doing it. Look and I went that. right there. I segued Look into the coping you professional. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it, it can also be, play can be a coping skill. You know, it can be, and a coping skill is something that you do that'll, that lessens the intensity of a negative emotion. Like, I'm feeling anxious, or I'm feeling angry, or I'm feeling sad. And when I do X thing, before, during, or after, I feel better. My mood is improved. So for some of this, it can be also fall into that category. I'm always trying to expand people's thinking around coping I almost hate the term coping skills we take a breath yeah breaths are great exercise is great <laughs> breathing um, is great yes breathing is good <laughs> no matter that deep breaths but you know there's there, just I always try to encourage people to broaden their um perspective and thought about coping skills and what and what helps me feel better when I'm having a negative emotion I I love that you brought that up because it's another thing that gets in the way of how people perceive play is I've always been taught or the general thinking in my community society is work is the most important thing. Being productive is the most important thing. You work till you keel over and then somebody else takes your place. It's like 
it's this weird kind of work ethic that we have <clears throat> in America. Again, I can only speak for America because I live here, but there's all this 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 weight put on how much how much did you produce today? How much did you do today? And and a lot of times we forego the coping. We forego the self-care. We forego the play because we feel like, oh no, I have to set all that aside because I need to be productive today. I need to do work today. And like you were saying, maybe you have a day where your brain is somewhere else or you're just like, you need to cope. You need to take, you need to self-care. You need to play. You need to do something. That's okay. If you have a day where, where, you know, oh, I have a light day today and maybe I don't have as much work as I usually do. Stop trying to find more work to do. Okay, great. If you're, if you're, if your schedule today is allowing you to have some free time to go play, take that offer and run with it. Don't find more work to do because you feel like you need to be productive. If your day is saying you have a light workload or you don't have as many clients or you don't have as many places to go today, Take that opportunity to play and have some fun. Like, if you really don't need to work, why do you need to find more work to do just to be productive and say, I did something today? Play is something you can say, hey, I did something today. I went and I took a hike and then I got ice cream and I, like, watched a movie and it was a lot of fun and I feel awesome. Great. You did something. It was productive. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I know. It's so funny. You made me think about how I battle with myself sometimes around this with the pool situation. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, I'm obsessed with the pool in my new apartment complex. You can look right over the pool. I literally stare outside the window at the pool when I'm not there, and I try to go there whenever I can. It's like rear window. Yeah, I literally don't know what I'm going to do when summer's over and the pool closes. I'm like, where am I going to? What am I going to do with all, myself oh, all the time? But no, I do that a little bit too. I have to check myself. It's like I finished this and I did this for work and I have some clients later. Will I allow myself to go down to the pool for an hour or two Ah, and not feel guilty about it? And I used to, and now I kind of just, I think I've gotten more used to like, okay, you're allowed to go down to the pool. What else were you going to be doing? Busying yourself with a bunch of tasks that you've already accomplished a bunch before. And maybe it's what I need. Sometimes I just need, because for me, laying in the sun and getting in the pool is very relaxing. Yeah. Like that's the, it, it's a form of play for me, I think. Like, I really literally feel better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Allowance and guilt. Yeah. Oh, my God. We could do, like, five more episodes about just those two things. It's allowing yourself the space to to say, I deserve this, and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. You know, yes, I need this in my life. And... and and not feeling guilty about it because it's it's necessary. It's a necessary part of life. And if we beat ourselves up because we have a day where we're like, like I said, oh, I have a lighter schedule today. I can build in more time to do what I want to do. Great. And I'm not, I don't think we're advocating playing hooky or anything like that. Or no. Like, of course not. You know, when there's time, when it's time to work and you have work to do, do the work, right? But I think what we're saying is, this is what I want to say. We always find room and time for things we really want. Oh, absolutely. 100% if you that. Right? If you think about it, there's been days where you're like, I, I really feel like having a donut today or something like 
Boston cream donuts are my jam. If you put me in a room filled with Boston cream donuts, that room would be empty <laughs> when you came you back to check Ill. on me. And I would be very ill, but very happy. But we always find time. You know, if I could still, because I'm like, I'm staying away from gluten right now for for health reasons. But if I could still have Boston cream donuts, I would make time every day to be like, <laughs> I need to get myself a freaking Boston cream donut. Things we want and things that are important to us, we're going to find time and make space for them. And I and I think we push play aside because it's like, oh, I don't deserve that or I can't afford to do that. I'm going to feel guilty if I do that. If you really wanted it, you would find space and make time in your schedule for it. Yes. And I think you touched on a couple words that jumped out at me, like um, the should word, which mm. I really am so... Mm-mm. We all do it. It's just, it's ridiculous sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's the should, 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 shoulds. They keep us going, going, going. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, what I encourage clients to do and what I try to do is, what do I need? Mm. And you said need. And yep. I liked, I picked up on that word. I was, I was stuck on that word. Because I think sometimes we have to ask ourselves, what do we need? Especially if we're talking about self-care. Because sometimes we need to go for a walk or a run. Mm-hmm. sometimes like I said earlier we need to lay on the couch and watch Netflix for three hours mm-hmm. and that's what we need mm-hmm. but then the should comes in but I should do the dishes and I should do this and I should work more and I blah 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 blah, blah. and yes there's some sh- there's some things we have to do I keep saying it but there also is when you're in that space where you're, especially if you're in a difficult space where you're not feeling good and you're having a lot of negative emotions asking yourself what do I need right now what's going to help me feel better right now and trying to actually allow yourself to do that. Yeah. And I, and that also goes back to the definition of play is also very subjective. What you think is play is play. Don't, you know, don't worry about what anybody else thinks. So I, I think it would be an interesting exercise for, I'm actually, I actually want to do this too. It just popped in my head. Think about your average weekly schedule of, you know, what you do, what you have planned during the course of an average day, an average week. And it would be interesting to look to see how much time you have made for play during an average week. Is there none? Do you just work until you go to bed and pass out? Do you have too much? Is there like, oh, maybe my pendulum is a little too far over on the play side and I need to to find a little bit more equilibrium? I think it would be interesting to look at your schedule and say where where is the time? Do I have enough time for play? Am I making enough time for play, self-care, you know, coping, whatever you want to call it? Is there space to make more? Do I have enough? Is there too much? You know, what it, what feels right? I, I think that would be an interesting thing to do to see see where you're lacking. Yeah, I, I love that idea. Yeah, and I it made me think of the self-care journal that I put together, I don't know, two or two years. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you would track, um, like, what, well, everything. You would track sort of, like, what, what day it is, what time it is, mm-hmm. how you were feeling, what you did for how long, and the idea of it is to try to figure out what kinds of things work in what types of situations, what are most effective. It makes me think of, of that when you say that. I yeah. think that that could play in. I could add that to the self-care journal. Yeah, I'm always a fan of looking back to look forward. And it's, it's something I ask my clients 
especially if they're like in a weird career space where they're looking for a new career or looking to figure out what they want to do. I'm always say, like we were talking about today, what have you always done? And what do you usually gravitate towards? What if you look back on your your you know work history? What what commonalities are there? Same thing with play. You know, look back on what you like to do, what you normally gravitate towards. You know, what what can you do more of? And your what can you what can you fold into your average routine that would benefit you and like help you relax? Yeah, uh, yeah. So what would you? What would be the what would be a question that you would ask somebody if they if they came to you and said, you know, I'm I'm I feel weird around play. Oh, I'm so glad you brought it up because I was trying to <laughs> I was trying to remember my train of this thought not like planned. two minutes ago. And I was like, what was it that I wanted to say? And that's you just made me oh, think great. of it. The judgment part. Oh. So sometimes the judgment you just I'm sorry, I kinda cut you off because I got mm, excited. Mm-mm. Um Yes, judging yourself around it and wondering what other people would think that you were pl- doing, playing with Legos, right. coloring, whatever it is. Right. That gets in the way a lot. People are wor- worried about what people will say if I'm a 45-year-old man ordering Legos and sitting with my partner. And mm-hmm. that's weird. Who does that? You know, and I'm not saying... I do. I'm not saying that you did this, <laughs> but this is what other people have shared with me is worrying about what other people think. And of course, my... First thing I want to say, but not very helpful therapeutically, is who cares? <laughs> you know, I want to yeah. say who cares. Yeah. And that <clears throat> likely no one really cares and that it's something for you. And then frankly, you don't have to share it with anyone if you don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You can sit there in a pile of Legos all day long. No one has to know It'd about be it. very painful. Right. <laughs> Good point. Or maybe Legos around you. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that can often get in the way as well judgment of ourselves or fearing being judged by somebody else yeah if somebody came to me and had a had some issue around play or like making time for play i would i think i would ask them what i i always like to translate stuff into like a physical space like what do you feel is in front of you or like blocking you from embracing play you know what what do you feel like is holding you back or tying you down or like there's always something that's maybe an inner critic or like an inner voice that's like, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. And it ties into your judgment thing. But like I would ask them, what does that voice say to you? You know, because I think that anytime you can pinpoint exactly what the fear is, what the voice is, what the feeling is, things like that like to exist in like the nebulous dark space. Once you flick a light on or start defining it, it shrinks it immediately. So it's much more manageable. So I think that's what I would do. Uh, I, I, yes. I love that too. Just saying all kinds of things I Get love me. today. Can you hear me, mom? I'm <laughs> successful. <laughs> no, I think, I think that that's like a really, yes, it's a good point. It's something that, you know, we have to ask ourselves these questions or we're not mm-hmm. going to get anywhere and worrying about what other people think and, and is this a useful or is this, you know, like all that stuff just totally interferes with our ability. But I think a lot of it comes from, not a lot, but going back to your inner critic part, our families, the way we're raised can have a lot to do with it Mm -hmm. as far as um, what we, what was modeled to us, what were their opinions of play? 
when was it okay to play? When was it not okay to play? Was it not okay to play anymore with X thing or do certain things after you got to a certain age? That stuff can sit with people. Mm-hmm. And that can also interfere with the process or make it more difficult to allow yourself. Like someone with a parent that never sat down and never sat still and was constantly producing, producing, producing. It's hard for them to allow themselves and so because that's what was role modeled to them and ingrained in them. Yeah. And you brought up a good point about why am I doing this? What's, what's the use of this? What am I getting out of this? I think it's how you define it too. You know, if you think, oh, play is useless. I'm not getting anything out of it. There's no benefit to it. Well, then you're not going to do it. But think about, think about first of all, why, why is that important to get some kind of tangible product out of play, number one. But number two, think it may benefit you to think more broadly about what am I getting out of this? What benefit does this serve? Re, redefining what it is and how it can fit in to your life, I think will be helpful in doing more of it, taking the stigma out of it, taking the guilt out of it. And like the, the negative connotation of play, which is weird. I mean, play is this positive, happy thing. And I think I'm speaking more broadly now, but sometimes as adults, we kind of see play in a negative way of like, Oh, that's silly or frivolous, frivolous. That's a good word. Yes. I love that you added that word. Yes. It just came to me. Thank you, brain. Yeah, we think it's frivolous. It's not. Right. A lot of adults allow themselves to play when it comes to children. That's oh, yeah. When, that's when play's okay. Because they have the okay permission then. It's okay to be then. silly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's okay to be silly. We have permission. It's okay to do things that others might see as weird or whatever the word is, you know? Yeah. And children give us that permission slip. But I think what we're talking about is giving ourselves that permission mm. slip. We don't need the children, they're great. But if they're not. Right. Ugh, so good. That's a great, yeah. Great point. Don't, don't, you don't need a five-year-old to give you permission to play. I would never play then because I don't have a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an uncle and I, I've, I've, no, I have that, uh, I was the, I was hopefully the favorite uncle. I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, so uh, bringing this all to a close, I think. Uh, if you, if you have questions around play and, uh, if play is right for you, ask, ask a doctor if play is right for you. (laughs) Some of the side effects of of play may include, um, no, if, if it's something that you, you have a question about and want to work it into your schedule, I think a lot of what we said today is, is, um, relevant, you know, ask yourself what what's the block for you? You know, why is play have a negative connotation? What's, why are you so uh, focused on getting a benefit out of, or like a product, a tangible product out of everything? Think about the benefits and think about, you know, if you really want something and want to make time and space for it, you will, you know? Mm-hmm. If you want that donut, you're going to make time and space to get that donut. Except you're not. Except you're I'm not. you're going to think about the donut. But I'm going to think about the donut a lot. Um, if you have questions about play or anything else in general and you want to uh, connect with us, you can always send us a, an email at heyletmeaskyousomething at gmail.com. If you have a question we want to tackle here or you have a response or a question or comment or observation about anything we've talked about, please send us a message there. 
Uh, if you want to connect with me personally and find out more about what I do as a coach and how I can help you play and have more fun, you can find me at my website, trueenginecoaching.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Just uh, search for True Engine Coaching or Coach Ralph and you will find me. Uh, I offer free 30-minute coffees, virtual coffees, so you can talk to me more about what I do and maybe if I can help you. And I also offer free focus sessions, which are full-length coaching sessions, so you can see if coaching is right for you. So uh, shoot me an email or, you know, find me on um, all the social medias and you can ask me about that. How can people find you? Well, I always direct people to my Psychology Today profile where you can learn a little bit more specifically about my practice and what I specialize in. My website is thephillytherapistkristen at gmail. And my email, if you ever want to ask a question or whatever, or you're looking for services, whatever, anything at all, you can email me at thephillytherapistkristen at gmail.com. And I do offer free phone consultations um, before scheduling with clients. Excellent. Yes. Another great episode in the books. Yes. Uh, go. It's time to play. It's time to play. It's recess. We've got to go. It's recess. <laughs> we're, and we're late. We're going to go outside and play. Uh, please, everybody, find time for play. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.